0: Hey, hey, what's going on team? How are you doing out there? Mike Foster here. and We're going to talk about building a real estate team. We're going to talk about certain members that you want to have when you are investing. And these are members that are going to be critical to backing you up and making sure that you are getting the most that you can out of your investing experience. All right, sit tight. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's going on, guys? Mike Foster here. Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. This is the place where you will hear all about how to real estate invest if you are in the military. All right? This is an awesome podcast. If you guys haven't subscribed yet, please make sure you go ahead and subscribe. You're going to hear a bunch of awesome stuff that we have here from... You know, interviews with other military investors to interviews with other service professionals that are killing it in the game and will help you out. And today we're going to talk about a lesson uh, on building your real estate team and who you kind of want to have in your back pocket, uh, either if you're getting started or if you're just looking to maximize what you've already had going on. Okay. So, and these are just a few right folks and i'm going to go ahead and talk a little bit about each so you understand where i'm coming from but you know obviously no team is one size fits all right everyone has their own flavor and everyone has their own leadership style right so if you are a person that likes to be more hands on you're going to have less of these people in your pocket and if you are someone who is less hands on right you want to be more of that passive investor then you'll probably have more of these guys, right? And or girls. And and that is quite all right, you know. I mean, in the military, it is very hard for us to separate that time to focus on a lot of things outside the mission and outside of family, you know, if you have one. So so definitely, you know, understand and do a little more research and figure out of these members who you can have that's going to best benefit you and your investing style, okay? All right, let's go ahead and get started. So, we're going to talk about uh your legal team. I want to talk about must-haves first, okay, before I go into the good-to-haves. So, the first in the must-haves is your legal team, okay? Legal team can be, right, a title company, can be your uh a lawyer or, you know, whether you're a part of LegalZoom and you get that um legal advice that they advertise, right? That is all good stuff to have. Because when you're drafting up contracts, when you're drafting up um, or you're look searching titles, right you want to make sure that your legal team is on point because you don't want anything legal going wrong throughout your process of closing, throughout your process of you know owning the home, right? And God forbid, you know you own a home. Uh, rental property and someone, you know, stubs their toe or, you know, breaks their foot or, you know, whatever, something, right? And they try and go after you. You want to make sure that your legal team's helping you put these investment properties under an LLC, okay? You want to make sure that you have some kind of incorporation, but primarily an LLC because those will better protect you when it comes to asset protection, right? When it comes to taking property out of your own name. I can't stress how important that is. And there are a lot of people that don't know about this or that maybe they do, but they don't do enough research into it. And it ends up, you know, hurting them. Case in point, while I was on deployment, I was talking to a senior chief, petty officer, and he uh, has a bunch of multifamilies, right? Like, I think he said he had like eight or so, like five or six unit properties, which was amazing i mean it 's incredible you know he makes so much you know passive income on the side and then um, and he 's in the reserves you know so he does military part time and he does real estate investing as his full time job great great career to have but but he was telling me you know that he has his properties in his own name and I started talking to him about you know legal protection and and the um, and the ability of how Having these assets out of your own name protects you in the case of someone, you know, getting hurt on your property and trying to sue you. And then that conversation ended up going into a place where, you know, he was very vulnerable with me. And he admitted that he had gotten into a a lawsuit, you know, with a a tenant of his, I think it was, you know, three years ago or so. And he's still, you know, facing the payments from that. It ended up costing him almost a million dollars. And that's crazy just to think about how something like that could happen, you know, I mean, with the legal fees, with the medical and all this and that. And it was, it was crazy. But, um, and I forget what he told me. I think someone had fallen, you know, from like, like one of the stories or something like that. Like it was bad. It was a big accident. But yeah, he said with everything all together, it cost him almost a million dollars and he was still paying that off to this day. Crazy guys. All right. Make sure that you take your assets out of your own name. If you are buying a home with your VA loan and you are moving right to another location and you refinance it, make sure you refinance it and you put that under an LLC, right? Or some other kind of um, business entity because you don't want to have them in your name. God forbid something happens and they try and come after you because if it is in your own name, right? They can come after your other assets, right? They can come after your car, your house, right? I mean, whatever it is, right? So you got to make sure that you, you do a good job and you get your legal team, right, or legal advice wherever you're getting this from, to help you incorporate properly and get yourself set up. Okay, you can do it yourself, but we don't recommend that you do it yourself if you haven't done it before. I mean, there are many ways to to research and on how to do it. It's fine, but we do recommend that you guys get legal advice just to make sure that everything is set up properly. Okay, so legal team is important. Your tax team, all right, another important team to have. Even if it's just one person, all right, that's fine. You know, we talk about a team and it being someone other than yourself, someone that can help you not only, you know, to give you that backup, but, you know, also to give you advice and expertise, especially if it's something they've been doing for quite some time. Um, Tax team is critical, man. I mean, with taxes, you can save up to 30% of your profits each year, and that is. And it's almost 30% extra profits if you think about it, right? So so make sure that you, are, you have a good team in place, um, whether it's with a tax company or whether it's with a tax advisor. Definitely want to make sure that you have that team in place because, again, those tax savings. If you're a real estate investor, let's be honest, okay? If you are a real estate investor, you should not be paying taxes, hands down, okay? Because if you are investing properly... And you have everything you know uh, done correctly, those taxes should count against your income tax as well, right as a federal employee or as a, an employee in general, right It doesn't matter whether you're a federal employee or not. As an employee in general, your real estate tax should you know add up and count against your income tax. So <clears throat> you shouldn't be paying taxes, which is great. Right? You should be getting money back, which is even better, and you can use that to invest in more properties. But you want to make sure that you have a proper tax team in place that know what they're doing with real estate so you can get the deductions that you need right, and get the benefits that you deserve and you know have them help you out, okay? So definitely want to make sure that that's in place. Um, and a book that I recommend with, in regards to tax, highly recommend you guys read Tax Free Wealth by Tom Wheelwright. Okay, he's one of the Rich Dad Poor Dad advisors, and um, you'll see the book recommended in the show notes. Okay, so I will definitely make sure that that's there for you. But highly recommend you go and check that out. Um, if if you are one of those like me who doesn't like to really sit around all day and read a book, um, but has plenty of time in between going to work and coming back, or just sitting down, or even working out, right? Um, and you want to listen to it, audiobooks are a great way. That's how I read it. And I learned a lot of great nuggets. There's a lot of awesome wisdom in there. Tax Free Wealth by Tom Wheelwright. Definitely go check it out. Okay. The next team you want to have in place is your insurance team. This is another must have. Okay. If you are, you know, investing in multiple properties. You definitely want to have good insurance in place because, again, God forbid anything happens, you want to be covered, okay? And I'm not just talking about, you know, the personal injuries that could happen from my examples before. But this is more along the lines of, you know, what happens if a hurricane comes, another Hurricane Katrina comes and wipes off your your property from the face of the planet? You know, I mean, you got to have some good insurance in hand. So you can claim it and then get that you know check in the mail and go take that money and go buy another property, right? I mean, that's the whole reason you get insurance if anything happens, whether it's a storm, whether it's a fire, whether it's, you know, uh, hail or something, right? You know, anything, right? Something happens, whether it's a leak in your home, something that's uncontrollable, that's out, or I'm sorry, something that's outside of your control and comes in and, you know, causes severe damage or destruction to your property. Uh, definitely want insurance for that because, you know, that stuff will help you out in a tight spot. If you need to make serious repairs, whether to the roof, whether to the floors, um, or you need to pay tenants for medical expenses, right, in case, you know, they do end up getting hurt. Um, you know, I mean, all this, all this stuff is what if, right, but insurance is just that. And for something that can cover you as big as replacing your home, it's definitely important to have and it it's cheap in the long run if you think about it, I mean it was a few hundred dollars to make sure that in the event you know a hurricane comes through and destroys your home and destroys your property around it, you know they give you a check for three hundred thousand dollars or Two hundred thousand dollars or four hundred thousand dollars, however much your property is assessed at by the insurance company, and you know all the insured property that's around it, however much that they give you for it, what is a couple hundred uh, or uh, what is a thousand or two thousand dollars a year, right? Divide that by twelve months. That's what you're going to pay each month for your insurance cost. You know it it does pay to have that kind of protection, but it is good. To have and God forbid you don't have it, and something happens, right? You don't want to be in that spot. So, as an investor, right, it's important to start thinking about ORM, right, when it comes to your wealth and it comes to your future investments, okay? ORM, for those of you who don't know, is called operational risk management. It's a very, very key term when it comes to military, um, especially in the Navy. I'm not 100% if they call it ORM and all the other services, but, right, if you're doing anything, risk assessment, that's what I'm talking about, and it comes to mitigating your risk. Insurance is a huge thing to have when it comes to mitigating your risk as an investor, okay? So definitely make sure that you have that. Legal as well, right? Huge benefit to have a legal team that makes sure everything is legit for you before you sign. Okay, so that makes sure that the amount of risk you assume after you sign and anything going wrong is mitigated because you've already had a legal team verify that things were good to go before you you went down on and closed on that property. Okay, your tax team mitigates the tax risk that you have at the end of each year in case things aren't, you know, budgeted correctly or if things aren't, you know, accounted for correctly, right? Your tax team gives you that help and they make sure that the IRS doesn't come knocking on your door saying that you've got a few years of tax evasion and you need to get audited, right? And a tax team also gives you that assurance too, or a little more assurance, you know, at least they should, that if they do come and knock on your door and you need to get audited, that they'll have your back, okay? So if you've got a tax team, make sure that they come with some kind of, you know, protection or or someone to help you handle an audit when, when it comes around or if it comes around. God forbid it ever comes around for you. I hope that it doesn't, but if it does, you want to have that just in case, right? So... Yes, so those three are the absolute must haves when it comes to your real estate investing. Um, now again, depending on your real estate style, you might be more hands on, you might be a tax pro, and you don't need a tax team because you want to do your own taxes. Okay, that's fine, but I, we do highly recommend that you get someone to back you up just in case. Why? Because no one's perfect. And you don't want to have the one year or maybe two years, right, where you made minor errors just because you didn't know, right? Maybe you just didn't know something and, or something changed and you weren't aware. And, you know, IRS comes knocking on your door saying, hey, what's going on? You know, so just kind of, you know, take it with a grain of salt. And, you know, maybe you just get someone to back you up and just, you know, verify that you did them correct and you itemized everything that you could. You also, on the the other hand, don't want to leave dollars on the table, right? Why? Yes, it does cost to have a tax advisor. Okay. But if you don't know what you're doing, right, why not pay someone to, you know, help you out and get more money than you otherwise would have just doing it yourself? You see what I mean? And it's the same with the property management. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. This is definitely another must-have, okay? This is live right here, doing this one up. Property management, okay? <laughs> now, I'll, I'll say that this is like halfway between the must-have and the good-to-have, but going in the lines of exactly what I just said, right, why not pay someone to help you out and get you more money than you otherwise would have if you were trying to do it by yourself, Okay. Property management guys, very, very under, underutilized. From the conversations that I have with some people who have been investing for a little bit, they say that they like to manage it themselves because they don't uh, they don't lose the ten percent or you know whatever it is that they otherwise would have paid. Which, if you're getting property management, I'm telling you right now, you should not pay more than ten percent. Do not pay more than ten percent on your property management from month to month. Okay do not. If they're charging you more than that, they're charging you too much. Okay, I'll tell you that right now. Anyway, all right, sidebar. But um, yes, a lot of people like to manage it themselves. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that if you like to do it. And there's nothing wrong with it if you want to learn, right? But at the same time, if you've been having unsuccessful experience after unsuccessful experience, and now you're your real estate investing is beginning to sour because you don't want to get property management, right? Because you keep having tenants that are either A, taking advantage of you, B, not paying you rent, or, you know, C, or you just can't find tenants, right? To begin with, and every tenant turnover is like a two or three month process. Get property management, guys. I mean, 10% of each. Of, of, of your rent from each month is not nearly as much as not having rent for three or four months because your property is vacant, because you can't find a tenant who wants to stay with you either because of your work schedule or because you just don't know how to go out there and find them. You know what I mean? And there are so many people, you know, in the areas, especially if you're in a military town, you should have plenty of people around you that want to rent. I mean, I could understand for those who are in those obscure bases, um, you know, that are in the middle of nowhere and there's really not much around. Okay, I get that. But if you're in a Navy base and you're on the coast of some city or a coast of some state, you definitely should have no problem finding any tenants, right? There should be at most like a month tenant turnover and just because you know, you're having trouble finding people because your property management company sucks or something. You know what I mean? Like, there definitely should be no issue there. Um, Now, again, I say that, right? I'm not a trained property management, you know, uh, company owner, but I'm just saying as far as vacancy rates go, vacancy rates are predominantly a lot lower around the coast. Okay, so East Coast, West Coast, even on the South, right? You should have a lower vacancy rates, which means you should have a lot less time between your tenant turnover, okay? So property management team, to me, is a must-have. Maybe to someone else is not a must-have, but evaluate yourself as an investor. How much time do you want to spend taking calls for leaky faucets, right? Or taking calls because the cable is broken, or taking calls because, you know, whatever, right? Whatever the case may be. Uh, You definitely don't want to be in the position where you're at work, right, and you can't take away, whether you're on deployment or whatever, and your tenant calls you and calls you and can't get you because they're having this emergency or this issue, and you can't fix it because you can't take the time away from mission, right? Let that sink in, okay? Now, I get it. A lot of people are stubborn and they want to manage these properties by themselves. But let that sink in. If you know that you spend a lot of time at work and there are a lots of times that you cannot take away, are you willing to have your tenant try and get a hold of you and you can't pick up the phone because it's MCON Alpha and you're on the ship off the coast of the Cape just doing some training for a week? but didn't realize that either someone fell overboard or something happened and now you guys can't communicate at all. And you have zero comms with your tenants, right? I mean, again, (laughs) ORM, right? Operational risk management, whatever team you need in place to have your back, definitely make sure that you have that if you're getting involved in real estate investing, okay? Just saying. Okay, so moving on. Let's talk about some good to haves, okay? So some good to have players on your team. One would be your realtor. Now, this is not at all necessary if you are investing because you can do the same things that your realtor does, you know, and you can just talk to people who are selling their homes, you know, one to one, right? There's this thing called for sale by owner. If you haven't heard of that, definitely make sure you check that out cuz there are a lot of people that don't want to deal with realtors, you know, not that they're, you know, all bad or anything like that, just just that, you know, a lot of people don't want to deal with all the closing costs and they like to negotiate things one on one. If you're looking for creative financing and you don't know what what for sale by owner is, you definitely need to go check that out, okay? Because you'll find a lot more deals or you'll find it a lot easier to negotiate deals rather. With folks who are trying to sell it on their own, okay, versus going through a realtor or a broker, all right. So having a realtor or a broker can be good if you have a good one and you have one that you trust and one that's going to find you some good deals out there, okay. Um, also, if you're you know selling your property, right, having a good realtor who's going to you know help you sell it at the maximum amount of market value that you can, if above or at whatever. Um, or just you know there to help you sell it in general if you want to get rid of it you know and he's got a, some good buyers definitely want to have a good real estate agent or broker uh, to help you out with that that's fine if you are investing in foreign markets right now by foreign I, I don't mean uh, international this time I actually mean like out of state so if you're investing out of outside of your backyard right uh, you definitely. Would should consider having a realtor in your team. And the only reason I say this is because, you know, realtors have experience in that area that you don't. And that's, you know, if you're in Florida and you're trying to invest in California or you're trying to invest in Mississippi or wherever, right? Some place that you are not physically at or you have not seen change over time. And that's it too, right? That change over time, that realtor might have, a better insight as far as, you know, where the place is going. Now, obviously, every realtor is trying to sell you something. So don't, you know, assume that your realtor, or your broker is going to give you the, you know, is going to give you the, the real story 100%, right? Obviously, they're still trying to make a sale. So if you don't know this realtor at all, 99% chance they're going to sell you that place. Okay, so go into it with a lens of, all right, I'm going to trust what you're saying, but I'm going to verify, right? And get the opinion from two or three or four different real estate agents or brokers because then you'll be able to tell, you know, some people might say, oh, well, everything is going good in this area, but this is not really going good. Right, and then if those start to differ, then you realize okay, here's probably what's really going on. And also, make sure you check online. Right, we have awesome resources online to check out indicators of rent, indicators of you know people coming in and out. If you haven't heard of HUD, right, Hotel Uniform Delta, HUD, um, right, the urban development uh, division of each right area, HUD. Uh, I'm sorry, home, home and urban development. I'm sorry, <laughs> home and urban development, right? Division of each area. They ha- put out documents, right? we call them, HUD documents, that put out information as far as population going on, right? Jobs uh, that are that have um, that have either come up in the area or come down, right? They kind of give you the overall scope, right? Everything from from transportation to population to, you know, homes in different sectors, whether it's multifamily, single family, right? You name it. Um, All the HUD documents definitely tell you a lot of good information and you want to make sure that you're checking those before you start investing in a foreign area. Okay. Or I'm sorry, in an area outside of your backyard. Okay. Um, Definitely, definitely check that out. Um, And again, use those to compare with what your realtors are telling you, because that's how you trust and verify and make sure things are legit. Another awesome good to have on your team is your inspector or your contractor, okay? They are good to have when it comes to finding a property and them giving you that information on what it's gonna take to get it rental ready. Or while you're trying to inspect the property, Right, what is going on behind the scenes, like what you can't see. If you are investing in a different market, and it's, again, not in your backyard, this is actually crucial. You should definitely have a good inspector and contractor as a part of your team, right? This is kind of one of those that also borderlines the must-have versus good-to-have, because, again, any information that you can have to paint that picture for you on this investment is critical right critical. Alright, you definitely want to make sure that you fully understand what you're investing in before you invest in it. And having a good inspector and a contractor is, you know, something that will help you out. Now, if you're dealing with a contractor, understand that there are many contractors, right? Just like there are realtors out there, there are many bad realtors out there. There are many bad contractors out there too. So, do not get swindled by, you know, one in particular. Go to a few. Ask them the same questions. Try and see if the, what the answers are because you should see some commonalities. If you don't, there may be an issue. I'm not saying that one you know, contractor may not be more experienced than the other. That's completely possible. However, you should hear some continuity. And when it comes to things that are in code, right, that should all be the same. Three contractors should not be telling you one thing. Uh, Let's say if it's electrical, right? Let's say if it's a certain box that needs to be in a certain place. Those Those three contractors should not be telling you different things in regards to that one problem if they're saying that it's in code, right? In accordance with the code, no, right? In accordance with the code, everything should be uniform. So those three contractors should tell you the same exact thing whether it's inches from the door, whether it's, you know, whatever, wired in a certain way, whether it's closed in a junction box with the lid on it, right? All that stuff needs to be the same. So so you definitely need to make sure that there's continuity at least there across the board. (laughs) Otherwise, you got some serious problems. But um, also, right, if you're going to be looking for quotes from a contractor, make sure that they show you a scope of work and make sure you ask for it, too. All right. A lot of times they won't give it to you. They'll say, oh, hey, you know, I believe this is what's going to cost. And then you go into it. Right. And you say, OK, go ahead and have them do it. And then over time, they eventually keep increasing the price because this goes wrong or this goes wrong. A lot of stuff. No, your contractor should be showing you a scope of work. And with that scope of work, everything should be budgeted out and itemized. And, you know, they should tell you this is how much it's going to cost. And if it deviates from that, you guys need to have a negotiation or our talk as to who's going to cover that. Okay, now uh, they're understandable that a contractor doesn't want to cover you know everything if it goes wrong because anything can go wrong with buying a house, right? And if that was the case, contractors would be losing money left and right. But understand that if something goes wrong and it's their fault, or something goes wrong and they should have caught it prior to right then there needs to be a little room for negotiation because you shouldn't be footing the bill on a $20,000 fix. That was their fault. You see what I mean? You don't want to do that, and you don't want to get into that issue. So make sure that you do those negotiations prior to the start, and you have a good scope of work that itemizes all these things out. And you guys get both signed, so everything's legit before you start, okay? Just a little word of advice. Um, all right, cool. Another good to have is a lender. Now, I say good to have. This is again is one of those borderlines, right? Depending on what kind of investor you are. If you have a lot of money or if you have access to a lot of money, then you know, maybe a lender is not as important to you because you just want to buy your properties cash or you you know, whatever, you just don't mind putting them under a regular mortgage. That's fine. That's whatever, but you know, if you are someone like me, and doesn't have access to Buku Capital, right? That doesn't really have access to any capital. <laughs> you definitely want to make sure that you get a very good lender on your team, um, someone who you understand the process, someone who is not that difficult to work with and get funding. That way, you can just keep getting funding every time you find a good deal. Okay, uh, this is crucial. Definitely want to take a look at smaller banks in the area, maybe credit unions. Um, those are those give you a lot more wiggle room, okay, than the bigger banks do. Bigger banks are typically very strict when it comes to Freddie and Fannie, uh, Fannie rules. Uh, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, those are just two, you know, really, really big mortgage buyers. And, and banks, bigger banks that work with them, right, they take all these mortgage loans and make sure that they follow these very specific rules, and then they package all these mortgages together, and they sell them off to the highest bidder. Okay, so um, when it comes to dealing with banks that do that, every little thing they will scrutinize. I'm telling you, whether it's you know pay that you got from a certain location that wasn't your typical source one month, to you know things that are just out of line with your documents i mean they'll they'll ask you to verify ask you to do this and all that it's it's kind of a bit of a long process but it can get a bit strenuous so just make sure that you have a good lender one you trust when you've worked with either before or you're going to build a relationship with um just so that it builds that continuity between you know you and your lender and that could also help you out too with interest rates and and um and you know financing fees and, and stuff like that in the future too so keep that in mind um, all right. And then last but not least, uh, someone on the ground definitely helps. That's a good to have. Not always need to, but someone on the ground for an investment that you're making, either if it's at home or if it's, you know, in a different market. Okay. Um, and the reason I say that is because, again, operational risk management, right? In case something goes wrong, it's good to have someone you trust that's in the area that can You know, Step in and handle it for you on your behalf. If it's a dispute, let's say you're managing the property yourself, which you shouldn't, right? In my opinion, you shouldn't, but whatever, right? If you're managing the property yourself and something goes wrong with one of your tenants and you're on deployment or you can't be reached for whatever reason and you need someone to step in to handle that dispute or handle that issue, uh, it's good to have someone there. Um, If you are investing in a different state and either something goes wrong with your property, maybe your property managers aren't managing your property the way they should and you need someone extra pair of eyes to go and take a look at something because either you got a complaint from a tenant or you suspect something's going wrong by a really high bill um that ends up being 10 times the cost like a high water bill Ends up being ten times the cost one month and another month. Not speaking from experience there. Definitely not speaking from experience there. But uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, totally kidding. I'm definitely speaking from experience there. <laughs> but you know, just make sure that you have someone can go in and shut that water off from some place that they definitely didn't shut the water off when they were showing the, the house. All right? Oh gosh, I'm sorry. I can go on and on about this last property management company that I had in Mississippi man, they were terrible, okay? Uh, word to the wise, don't use C2C. I'm sorry, I will call them out. I'm telling you, my experience was that bad and I left them a bad review. That is my word to advice, okay? Do not use them. Anyway, all right. <laughs> um, regardless there, uh, um, yeah. Uh, so just make sure you have you know someone on the ground. I mean, again, you don't have to, but it's nice to have someone on the ground that can help you out. In the event you experience some kind of problem, okay, um, and that's it, guys. All right, that's really it. That's all I've got. Um, honestly, you know, this is just one way to build a team. This is definitely not, like I said, one size fits all for any of these. But you know, ideally, uh, depending on your type of investment style, right? Those are the folks you want to have. And again, at the very least, you want to make sure you have a legal team, a tax team, an insurance team in place that can help you out with those critical three areas in your investing career. Um, again, all those things add up. And over time, you can either lose a lot of money or you can make a lot of money. It's really up to you. So anyway, hope you guys find this stuff useful. Thanks again so much for listening. I'm Mike Foster. I appreciate your time. All right, make sure you go ahead and check out www.activedutypassiveincome.com. dot com. Make sure you hit us up at our Facebook, our Instagram, connect with us. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what's going on um, in your life out there and in your investing. What kind of questions did you guys have? Uh, we're excited that, you know, we get to share what we do with you guys and we want to hear from you um, so we can help you out in case you need it. Or, you know, point you in the right direction. Because we don't always have the answers, but, you know, we Definitely know there are plenty of people out there that do so we will help you out as best we can and um, and also be on the lookout for our new ebook guys our new ebook is coming up house hacking 2.0 it's gonna be amazing all right definitely make sure you check it out and hey we are looking for ambassadors who want to spread the word and help share our book when it launches, okay? We're looking to hit the top sales on Amazon, and in order to do that, we need to have a lot of growth within the very first like 48 hours or something like that, right, it's crazy. But, so the, for the first 48 hours, again, it's going to be something ridiculous, like 99 cents, right, purchased for this book. And after that, it's gonna go up. So the more people we have buying the book at that $0.99, cents, right, at that $1 level, the better off it will be for, uh, for our rankings, and more people will find it, and then we'll be able to help more veterans, right, take advantage of their benefits, because that is what it's all about, okay? It's not about the money, man. It's all about making sure that you guys have What you need to succeed, okay? So please help us out in spreading the word when it comes out. Make sure you take advantage of it at that lower price limit, right? That one dollar mark. Um, and spread the word, please spread the word. Get as many people out there to go in and check it out when it launches. We're gonna have more information for you on it when it does, all right? And then you'll also see we'll market it out too. I mean, you'll see it, you're not gonna not see it. And make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you can hear other awesome updates of other cool things that are coming your way. It's going to be great and I'm out of time. Alright, catch you later.